I'm Dr. Sarah Dill, and this is the Stressless Physician Podcast, episode number 106. Welcome to the Stressless Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Dill, MD. Using my unique combination of coaching and mindfulness tools, I will teach you practical ways to reduce your stress level, feel happier at work, and create a better balance between your medical career and personal life. If you are a busy practicing physician who wants to design a life and medical career that feel good to you, you are in the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Good to talk with you. How are you? I am doing great. I had a very productive weekend. I was working on a work project and I got that all done and also managed to spend some time up in an area called the Santa Inez Valley, which we just call the Valley, but of course that's just sort of local lingo here. And it was beautiful. I had a a little wine tasting, had an amazing dinner out with some friends, and it was beautiful. We've had a lot of rain here lately in California, so this is our green season. Winter is green here, and summer is sort of golden brown, a little different than places that get snow, where of course this is not your green season. So it was gorgeous, and I am feeling refreshed and ready to go for the rest of the week. So today I wanted to talk to you about something I've been thinking about. And this is basically a high level overview of what to do and mostly what not to do when you are triggered. And so first, let's just talk a little bit about what I mean by triggered. I think we all have sort of common parlance of that. And of course, it can mean a lot of different things. Getting triggered, though, is basically when you have an emotional reaction, usually a negative reaction to some situation, right, that's disturbing you in some way. This can run the gamut from something that's extremely traumatic, right, to being bugged by something someone said. And so really, I'm going to focus mostly on sort of triggered as it is used more in common parlance, right, which is when you get annoyed or irritated or angry or pissed off by something someone says or does. So I'm not really talking about getting triggered in the sense of having a really strong response to serious trauma in your past, although that still falls under the category of getting triggered. But what I'm talking about is the reaction we have when a patient maybe argues with us or wants us to explain why we aren't doing what Google says we should be doing for their condition or when someone cuts us off in traffic. Or for me, I notice a lot of my triggers are when people tell me what to do or when things aren't going as I planned. So I noticed this this weekend, I was getting out of town. I'd finished my work project. I like to manage my time a lot. And I figured I just needed about five minutes to stop by the pharmacy and pick up a quick prescription. And then I could get out of town and on to enjoying the rest of my weekend. And so of course I get there, it's Saturday. And I don't know why, but the line was maybe 15 people long. 
which was not on my plan. And I immediately got irritated. That's sort of my go-to emotion. Irritation is sort of like a mild version of angry. It would fall under this sort of anger category. And one thing, this is a little bit of an aside, but one thing, if you are not particularly good at identifying or describing your emotions, right, one word, is sometimes just to categorize them into broader categories. Am I mad or angry? Am I glad or happy? Am I sad or am I afraid? Those are sort of the four overarching categories. And one of the things I did when I first started coach training was spend about two months just pausing during the day and identifying what I was feeling, which required me to actually check in with my body, right? And with my emotional state and then label it. And I wasn't very good at it originally because I'd spent so many years practicing not being in touch with how I was feeling. So that can be a good first exercise in anything. If you are working on, you know, really changing some of your reactions into responses and into feeling better, because first we have to know how we are feeling. So that is a little bit of a long aside. So in any case, I noticed that I was feeling irritated and I realized that this is sort of a pattern for me. I get impatient and I get irritated. Those are sort of my go-to and I'm pretty aware of it these days. I can feel the tension in my body and I sort of like I was watching myself. I was watching myself act out someone who was impatient, right? I was looking around, I was leaning forward. I was trying to figure out if they could get some more counter people to make the line go along faster. And I was basically sort of triggered by this, right? I wouldn't say triggered, but I was. The other way I think about getting triggered is the idea that something happens that wouldn't bother someone else. And then I, because of my past experiences or because of my predilections or anything, right? Feel a negative emotion about it. And one of the ways that my previous coach used to describe it was that I push my own button. No one else pushes our buttons. (laughs) No one else triggers us. We sort of trigger ourselves, not in a way of blaming ourselves, but in a way of taking responsibility and trying to understand that this is our pattern and that we are able to unpattern it. And we are also able to learn how to respond even if that may be our go-to. And so what do you do when you get triggered? What is sort of the thing to do and what not to do? So the first and most important thing is to recognize that you are getting triggered, that you're getting upset. Another way of saying that is someone's pushing your buttons or something's bothering you. Some sort of circumstance or situation or someone else's words are creating an emotional response for you for whatever reason. So recognize that you are now in sort of a dramatic state where you're maybe feeling like a victim at the victim of circumstances or someone else, or maybe you get into sort of blame mode, blaming someone else, feeling like a persecutor or a judge right? Very common. Those are some of the things that can tune you in to the fact that you are in this state, right? So the first is always recognizing it, that you are in this sort of trigger mode. And step two is don't act when you are upset. Don't act when you're triggered. Don't act when you feel like someone is 
right? Pushing your buttons or triggering you. So once you recognize you've gotten hooked on this and you are upregulated, sometimes I like to say I'm feeling sort of spicy, right? And not in a good way, (laughs) is to don't act. Whatever you do, do not take any action. As much as possible, try to interrupt the reaction phase. Often when we're triggered, we feel a lot of energy, right? If you're feeling angry or you're feeling afraid, that tends to make you want to take quick action. Sometimes you have to do this work after, right? Especially if this is a pattern and check in, right? Check in and remind yourself that maybe you aren't in danger and you don't need to take quick action. So whenever you can recognize yourself in this state, your primary job is going to be to self-regulate and not make the situation any worse by reacting. Otherwise, what you're going to do is perpetuate this sort of drama, and then you start reacting, and then everything escalates. Maybe you trigger someone else, and then pretty soon you're exploding the situation versus dampening it down, right? So I sort of think about getting triggered as like a little flame. And do I want to fan the flame, right? Which is when I act out before thinking, or do I want to try to extinguish that flame and keep the situation calm and de-escalate for myself and not make the situation any worse? Until you can self-regulate, you're just going to keep sort of reacting and then recreating the situation has been my experience. So I want to encourage you to refuse to act until you are able to sort of release yourself from the grip of the situation, from the grip of your emotions. So this might be very difficult. It is difficult for me, but this is sort of the work of this. So you're going to recognize, right, that you've been triggered. You're going to recognize you're in that sort of state of negative emotion and feeling maybe angry, irritated, or afraid, right? You're feeling upset. You are going to, above all else, not act out, right? You're going to try to self-regulate. What does that look like? So self-regulation here is really a commitment to pause and then to intentionally shift the state you're in out of that heightened or upregulated physiological and emotional state you're in, right? So you're going to get out of the stress response that you're experiencing, right? You're going to try to downregulate the fight or flight response and get back in to the rational decision-making capacity of your brain. Because when you're really in a stress response, right, when you're really sort of triggered emotionally and physiologically, often we don't have access this is my understanding, we don't have access to that rational decision-making capacity of our brain. It's why I don't want you to act when you're triggered. So there are all sorts of things you can do to shift your state out of that upregulated physiological and emotional state that can sort of help you downregulate. I just talked about one last week when I talked about different breathing techniques. This is an basic technique, right? But this is why people tell you to count to 10, right? Before responding. I think counting to 10 is good, right? It's pausing. It's not acting when triggered. But I especially think it's better if you pair that with 10 deep breaths, perhaps. Using your breath to shift you into a different state. For different people, 
it helps to have different ways to do this. Maybe going for a walk outside in nature, listening to music. Maybe distraction can sometimes be helpful. Reading a favorite book or talking to a friend even, depending on what's going on. Listening to music, moving your body. Often for me, just reminding myself that I'm having a reaction because of how I am interpreting a situation can be helpful. Or I remind myself that it's actually not a big deal or whatever it is. So in different situations, I might have different techniques. But in this case, I want you to take responsibility for actively working to shift your state from one of stress from one of this sort of upregulated, heightened emotional physiological response to getting back down to a more self-regulated state where you can think more clearly and decide how you want to respond rather than just react. Typically, the best way I know to physically sort of get yourself out of that stress response is to use your senses, one of your five senses or all of them, to physically ground yourself in the here and now. That can be a good practice, sort of a mindfulness practice. But basically what that does is it allows your brain to focus on something else other than whatever has triggered you, right? It gets you out of your mind and into the present moment using your physical senses. Your five senses are always in the present moment. So you can identify five things that you can see, five things that you can touch, five things that you can hear. Maybe see if there's five things that you can smell. Notice if there's anything that you can taste, probably not five things. So what can I see? What can I touch? What can I hear? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? That often will already start to promote a sense of calmness or at least a sense of being more grounded throughout your body. That plus breathing which is also focusing on sensation, can be very helpful to physically ground yourself. And then once you are no longer in this sort of hyper-regulated, upregulated, or heightened state, then you can decide how you want to respond. Then you can decide, is this a situation that I need to take action in? Or is my goal here to practice acceptance of the fact that sometimes things don't go as planned? That was my decision there. Nothing actually needed to change. I didn't need to leave. I wasn't actually in a huge hurry. I had just in my mind decided that it should take five minutes and it wasn't taking five minutes. So what I needed to do was accept reality in that case. And then I decided to see if I could just enjoy the situation, right? Check out what I could look at in the drugstore. I like to people watch. It became much more pleasant when I decided that there was actually no problem here. So if when you start doing this, you find it very difficult, right? Not to act when you are getting triggered, right? When you're feeling triggered, when you notice you're getting sort of agitated or feeling upset, sometimes you actually may need to leave the room, right? Leave the situation. I remember when I was first sort of practicing this, I would actually just excuse myself and go into the bathroom just to be alone and give myself a couple minutes to sort of gather myself. I still do this sometimes, especially when I'm around a lot of people. I just need a moment to myself. And I find that the bathroom, right, or any place you can lock a door or even stepping into my car, depending on where I am, 
can be that sort of place where I can do this state shifting very intentionally, right? So I still sometimes get riled, but I can downshift my state very quickly. And I find that very useful. It comes in very handy at work, comes in very handy in my personal life. It comes in very handy with family. I think it's a great skill to practice. So what to do when you get triggered? One, recognize it. Two, don't act, right? Take that pause. Excuse yourself from the situation if you need to while you're getting better at this. And then intentionally downshift your state into one of more calmness, get more grounded, get out of that fight, flight, stress, high uh, emotional state, upregulated physiology and emotional uh, state, right? Get back down into feeling more grounded so that you can then take responsibility and decide, do you actually need to respond? And if so, what might be the best way? A lot of the time, I have to say, I find that I don't even really need to respond. It's mostly just me getting sort of agitated because things aren't going the way I thought they should. So that has been my discovery. I would love to hear what you think about it. So again, always feel free to drop me an email. I answer all my own emails, sarah at sarahdill.com. And otherwise, I will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week. I will talk to you soon. Bye. If you are a busy practicing physician ready to start feeling less stressed, enjoy work more, and learn how to create a more balanced and sustainable medical practice and life, sign up for a consult call with me at saradill.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com. It would be my privilege and pleasure to work with you.